Welcome to Beholder's Eye Season 3. I'm Alex. I'll be your host and Dungeon Master. Evil has come to the Great Isle. Amidst a civil war, a holy war, and a threat of imperial invasion, only one group can bring this all to an end. One way or another. They are the Chaos Quartet. Zalara of Sin Ilnor. Blessed of Shamhara, world-protecting, elven druid monk. Garen Kelso, dimension-hopping vagabond, high elf bladesinger. A.P.U. Warforged fighter. Mole Urzog, cleric of St. Allegis. All right, who wants to let us know what happened last episode? <laughs> Uh, last episode, uh, we resumed straight in the middle of our big fight with Ta'aman. Um, weird stuff happened, really? Uh, we started kind of wailing on the ring to destroy it like we planned, until the majority of us, uh, ended up failing a save and, uh, thinking that Ta'aman is the good? guy-ish for a round, um, in which we proceeded to all then try to stop Zalara for a round, um, <clears throat> resulting in Tataman shrinking down to a small size and banishing the three of us and then convincing Zalara to also be banished to a plane of, I'm assuming, where we're all kings and queens and having a delightful dinner. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Yep, um, that's uh, pretty much right. And the only thing that's a point of order that you probably wouldn't get anyway um, is that you're not actually, like, well, I guess you are transported to another realm, but you're within Tadoman being a universe. You're within Tadoman itself. Okay, cool. <laughs> and I think Dulod's there too, right? Yes, Dulod is there too. All right, so that's where we'll pick up. Um, everybody sees Laurel walk in in her finery. Um, you're all there having your feasts, um, and you still have all your memories and all your intentions. You just have a... F Everybody still has, like, this little nagging in the back of their mind that, yeah, this is confusing, but also it feels really right. This is kind of where we're supposed to be. Hmm. For APU, Alex, I'm going to do... I'm going to flip a coin to see what he does with the ring, because I can see him going both ways at the minute. So, do you want to call it? And I'll flip. Um, let's do heads. It's heads. He puts the ring on. <laughs> puts the ring on puts the ring on alright you put the ring on and as you do a bright light once again lights up an aura goes around King APU and all the war forge start clapping very nicely throughout this great hall the whole hall is filled with friends and family of all of yours people you've loved and lost throughout life and they're, they're clapping um, in cheering of that. And as you, as the cheering dies away, there's like a parting of the crowd. And you see in rather humble clothes, brown, traveling wear, you see Tadoman in the form of the regal old man with the walking stick come down and face you all and says, Kings and queens, it is so good to see you in your rightful place. Once again, APU has proven himself to be the chosen one, but all of you will have a place at my table ruling. Zilara, have you not seen enough destruction in the world to say that this is no longer something I'm interested in? There's nothing for you to go back to, is there? And with that, he touches your mind. Mm, mm, I do not consent. <laughs> and he says, 
Very well. Then let me show everyone. And he waves his hand, and we see Dulod walking into Sinel Nur. Dulod speaking with the council. You know this is after you just fought Murad Hall. And everything seems to be fine. He's agreeing to go to um, Talana's home. And she's agreed to keep him up for the night. She says, you can have Zalara's own room, but hopefully she'll be here to rest her head again soon. She goes to sleep in the darkness. Midnight comes. Dulad casts invisibility on himself. It's dark, and the only sound in Talana's room is the light snoring that fills the air. You see, there's a necklace on her neck made especially for her. You know it's something that your father crafted for her. You know it was something he gave to her on the day they were married as a sign of their love forever. And you see Dulad take that from her and then drive a rapier straight into her ear. You see Dulad dip his fingers into the pooling blood under the bed and he begins to write these words on the wall at Zalara's request in your mother's blood. Dulad makes his way to the grain storage container. He lights it on fire. The container is tall and it begins to burn with flasks of oil strategically placed and thrown. The fire consumes the town and we see the crab-armed figure of Dulad leaving the blazing Sinel Nur and heading toward Kalandor. You look up, everyone sees this, and you hear Talara say, standing there in this feast room, Why would you ever go back, Zalara? Your family is here. Here we live. Bring order to the universe, and we can be a family. I would be diving at Dulad right now. I'm indifferent to him, but I can go take my anger out on Dulad right now. I punch, 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 all the punch. It's 21 to hit for the first punch. Uh, That would hit. All right. So, six bludgeoning damage. Do you want me just to take a full turn, Alex? Yeah, yeah, just do it. Okay, so I will continue punching. 14 probably doesn't uh, hit. That misses. Key point. Uh, punch for 10, and then try to kick for 18. Uh, only the first hit. Okay, for six. So I picture I come up to you and, like, smack you upside the head, and then, like, one of your crab arms, like, just goes in my head and pushes me away. <laughs> yeah, if I, you, you get one hit in. It pushes you back. Would I get to retaliate, Alex? Yep. Uh, so he would summon his bonus action to summon his rapier and 25. Mm-hmm. And a 25. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I'm going to die. 20 on the first attack and 11 on the second. I'm not dead yet. I have two hit points left. Okay. Uh, on hitting you, he will shout, You left me! You were dead! Clearly not. By all appearances you were, we had no choice. Chose to leave me behind. You were dead. Morat Hall would have killed us all if I had not escaped with Garen. If I had known you were alive, I would have tried to take you with us. I'm sorry. I was the only one left behind. Margraine died too. His body was not there. I awoke to find just me lying in my own dying. I am sorry, my friend, but we did not know. It was not intentional. I mean, he would just go quiet at that point. Still, like, fire in his eyes sort of thing. We left you but behind. That doesn't mean you burn my entire village and kill my mother. He, he He's just going to choose to stay quiet, Alex. He's still got his patron whispering in his ear, I'm imagining. Especially actually hitting Zalara. Zalara, you feel a tap 
on your shoulder. Or really, it's, it's more like your lower forearm. It's cold, it's metal, and you turn, and you see Margraine looking at you, and he says, Zlara, you're mad for no reason. Your mother's here, I'm here, and the reality you're from, the universe you're in, it's broken. But here there's order. Things are right. Things are peaceful. Margraine! Queen. <sighs> yes. I will, uh, yeah, her head's messed up enough, she'll just fall for it and embrace him. He hugs her back and says, We are in a universe that has been reforged. It's not corrupt like the last world you were in. I, but you died protecting me. Yes, there, but here, there's no need for me to protect you. There's no violence. Everybody has their place. Everybody knows their place. And your place isn't a throne. And my place is by your side. Is there any kind of wisdom roll I can make right now? I mean, you can make a wisdom roll. <laughs> no, I failed that. <laughs> Critical failure on the wisdom save. Um, I mean, this is this is all real. Everything that's happening. This is not an illusion. This is all really happening. Mm. And your mother yeah, comes up and Talana says, Delara, <laughs> she hugs you in a way that she never really even did, but a way that you mm. always wanted her to. And she says, here, feel the love in this room. Feel the order. You can have it all again. Don't you want this for everyone? Here, there is no pain. No Life mother has pain. a child who dies too early, but it doesn't have to be. You've been living in an illusion that that's the only way. There's another path. There's another path. Don't you see? What if you could take away everybody's pain and just let them live here? Ah, but that's not how... But how do you grow and become better if you can't have anything to struggle against? How does that work here? If there's no pain, there's no struggle, there's no growth. And growth is what keeps things alive. That's what Shamhara has taught me. And Taroman says, Garen. Zalara brings up an interesting question. Though there is pain in your world, you were a believer in fate, were you not? Well, of course. Fate is what is. But if in faith everything is pre-planned, there's no true growth, is there? If everything is orderly, things just go as they should be. The growth that happens is not growth for progress, but just the natural order of things. So this, Zalara, as you can see, is the fate of this universe. Growth does not need pain here. It is not the fate of this world. I don't describe to faith. It's the choices you make. Well, but... saying this by way of illustration, but you are free to make choices. Of course, that is what this feast is about. Will you raise the new sun with the friends and family in this room? Will you, all of you, dart this new world? And this new life of order and peace. How much pain do you have to inflict to bring this new world? None here. All we must do is like a forger's fire. Must burn away all of the muck to get to the true peace. To shape and form. So I will do. So we will do. With all that is bad. To scrape off and leave only what is good. So, in the middle of all this, what are Mole and APU doing? Yeah, everybody <laughs> like, else, feel free Solaris, to jump in here. This is... Solaris like, yeah. looking for something, anything. She doesn't want to want to this. 
<laughs> Sam's trying to get over that his boy's here. Um, so, uh... <laughs> so is Alara, for what it's worth. Um, APU's wearing the ring now, so I imagine he's fully on board with whatever Thotamon says. Do that. He's on the fence. I had an interesting conversation with another force of nature, so to say. At what point does the bad that you do to everybody else outweigh the good you're doing for here? What brings the everlasting love and peace, which can only happen once we burn away all the bad remnants, the different strands that are evil. Once those are burnt off and those connections severed, to be thrown in the dustbin where they belong, once again... And what do you do with the evil that exists here? Why would evil exist here? Um... This will be the world of the new sun. You will have the choice to make it as you wish. You are the kings and the queen. I do not think we can do much better than anyone else. Evil comes about because people make their decisions. If there is no evil, then we are not making decisions. I will always choose to make decisions, good or evil. And if there is no evil here, then I can certainly not murder Father Kinnig as I please. And I really want to do that. Well, I know that you had an image of reality. An image that made sense. There was a hierarchy in order. And you saw all of that was nothing more than a veil. What if you were to live in a world where it made sense? Theos could be real and could have the power you desire him to have. Or better yet, if you so desire, you could be your own Theos. Saint Allegis could pray to you. God damn it, Alex. Um, <laughs> at what cost, though? The cost of where I come from? The cost of who I've known. Shed the old ways to live under the new sun. What is it that you are giving up but evil? What is it that you are giving up but pain to live with the pure embodiment of your friends, of your allies, of your lovers, everyone who's come and gone in your life, who suffered pain to live in nothing but pure relationship with them, relationship of love and community. Is that not what you desire? Is that not why you became a priest in the first place? I am giving you that world on a platter. My intent as a priest was not to throw out the old and make a new. It was to make the old better. And Is that not what I'm offering? Their, their, since one of their, their brothers, who they definitely know, is standing right there, they'll ask him, um, Magrain. Tell me yes. of your life. My life? Well, I was born a dwarf and uh, lived um, fairly... Is this yes. dwarf margraine or, or halfling margraine? This is dwarf margraine, okay. but it's margraine. Yeah. Just verify. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I didn't clarify that at all, did I? I apologize. Yeah, it's, uh, it's dwarf margraine. Well, I was I was born a dwarf, um, lived happily in Dernholm, and uh, went to become a paladin of St. Allegis. Of course, it's more of an honorary position, um, seeing as there's no need to forcibly make anyone believe in our God. But um, yeah, I, I'm here and I, I preach what I can from the Decalogues and teach what I can of reforging of intention 
to make sure that we are doing the best that we can because good is good, but best is best. So what you're saying is that you're not Margraine. No, I am Margraine. What do you mean? Um, I've known Margraine since they joined the church. <laughs> you are not Margraine. I am Margraine at his purest, with all of the muck washed away. Is Margraine's mom here? Yeah, as soon as you think that, she appears. <laughs> no, um... No, you're not. You're completely different entirely. You're not the core of my friend or the person I knew. The the person I knew was defined by the muck. A young man who strove to do better for everyone around them so they could be what they needed to be. A paladin of St. Eligius. You have none of that. And I'll make a minor illusion of the halfling Margraine that he, what he looked like before he died, and just kind of have him sitting there right next to, or standing there right next to Mole. Just kind of my memory of him. My Margraine died, and even though some of us may want him back, I know that in the end, he ended up exactly where he needed to be. It's, let's to use your own metaphors uh taught Amon. uh <laughs> i feel like you are trying to get my own logic and use it against me um it's the impurities that make steel steel without coal without carbon is iron it's brittle does not fit the purpose of what it needs to do without the pounding of a smith's hammer against an anvil it never becomes what it truly needs to be without pain and without corruption to go against how do you actually know what is the light because here you are the light everyone is that's what makes this the kingdom of paradise i am saying the afterlife by the falls that i'm sure you dream of you can have that but without the pain of life beforehand and i am promising that not just to you but to every creature throughout all existence stop the chaos bring it together one line one track forward in total peace harmony and love it may not have the imperfections of your world but you're right imperfections are necessary there because it is an imperfect world this is a world of perfection already how long does calm emotions last? A minute. A minute. It's over for sure now. Okay. Um, you said throughout all existence, throughout all of your existence, there will be no pain. The cost of it is that you inflict pain upon every other existence that you come across. That's the cost you pay for this. Destroying evil? There is evil in all people in every other place than me where you are now here look out among you you are the only ones with capacity for evil so, you just said you i'm going to evil. walk up to a random person and stab them just <laughs> one of the random people around here if they are incapable of evil then they shouldn't be able to stop me right they let you stab somebody um it's it's an older gnome woman 
she just goes, ah, and drive your blade through her. And she stops and grabs herself. And everyone just kind of goes, Zalara. And she says, why did you do that? Kind of hurt a little bit, but I'm okay. So people don't die here either. It's probably because it's not real. Or if it's real, it's only real in the mind of Tatoma. So he makes the rules. So whatever we do, it's always his world. That's no fun. This place is boring. I say we get out of here. I don't know how, but we only have like maybe five minutes left. Destroy the ring. Yes. Except APU put it on. Oh. Destroy the ring, APU. It seems like perfect order here. It would play directly into APU's yeah. whole ethos. Yeah, exactly it 100% it. does. This is, this is exactly APU, what he would want, sort of thing. We need to destroy the ring. If we have to destroy you first to get there, we can. But as you've seen, not here. Here, no one needs to die. There's no... This is perfect order. This is exactly what I've been seeking my whole life, including my people. And he'll point out the Warforged that were clapping him earlier. And they all say in unison, Hi, APU! Have you ever seen such perfect synchronization? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm because it does not exist. I'm going to try a thing. Um, he's still trapped in that place. We need to destroy the ring. Yep, okay. Um, uh... Mole will look at uh, Garen and Zalara and will go, um, I do not wish to entertain these talks anymore. I wish to leave. Yes? Indeed, but we need that ring out of APU's hand. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to walk over towards APU. I'm going to grab his wrist and I'm going to forcibly try and pull us out of this. So I'm going to use my ring of spell storing uh, to cast the spell I saved in it, Word of Recall. Um, I would like to go back home. I'm bringing us back to uh, my newest sanctuary I made to, um, yeah, that timeless place. Uh, that was where I had my last sanctuary set up, so... Oh, where we were, uh, we were able to get the ring away from APU because he was disconnected. Okay. That's where I'm going. Um, yeah. We sanctified the land. You sanctified the land. Right, right, right. Hypnotic pattern right around APU, and I will force it. (laughs) Oh, so he has no choice. Yeah. Then with uh with a bag or like a pouch, I will grab the ring off of APU's finger in in the pouch, so I'm not actually touching it. You are free to. I don't see anything that would stop it. So yeah, you're free to take it. Okay. Um. Well, it's safe now, sort of, unless it's going to control me too. But um, we can get out of here anytime. Uh, I'm gonna bamf us out. Cause okay. That's- yeah, if it works, I, I'm not even, yeah, like, I, I don't even know how that works. What but, are you doing? Um, I'd like to word of recall the three of us out. Okay. So we are can you, dis- um, destroy it in a safe place. So. <laughs> that's another, uh, Dulon gets left again. And yes. Ryan's other character gets left behind. He wouldn't be with Ryan him. Ryan he's, he's fully swayed. He's we really do like now. you, Ryan. He's, it's okay. Uh, that's fine. You're give you're giving Alex like these two together are an extremely powerful group. <laughs> like the- well, well. That being said, like I think you, you're right because I am only thinking about like my thing as party. Um, I have no animosity against Dulan for sure. Um, Mole would definitely if. If it doesn't look like there's, like, immediate, like, repercussions for Garen taking the ring, like, that all of a sudden things go to hell and try to kill us immediately, um, um, Mole will will say, um, anyone else willing to come with me can. We're leaving. 
I'm all for it. Do lad. I'm assuming both do lad and APU were hit by the oh, I'll, the blast sort of thing. I mean, I'll just shake you awake then. Okay, but if he knows you're leaving, he's probably going to attack Solara. I'm just like, above the table sort of thing. You guys would still know he doesn't like Solara in the slightest. And he does know leaving you guys wouldn't be an option for him to attack it. His only chance would be here while there's other threats to you guys. My only thing is I don't even know if I can teleport to my sanctuary. I'm going to try casting it for sure. Um, if it looks like nobody else is willing, I'm going to try casting it. But I, I know it's not even it's not even like same plane of existence. We're not in the same universe as far as I'm aware. So I don't even know how that works. Yeah. Um, so I'm willing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, but Dulad, you can come with us if you want. Above the table, I would I would say you guys would have seen before. He's royally angry, sort of stuff. He wouldn't be someone you wake, you shake awake to take with you. Of course, yeah, you did just murder. Yeah, you, Zalara's just seen the picture of him murdering, and then he's done a shit ton of damage to Zalara in two stabs. Okay, that's and true. Also, he just I, went quiet. We he didn't do say that. He's still been, he's just been daggering Zalara in his eyes the whole time. I know the perfect solution to this. Then I'm gonna cast it. Um, he's within the radius. I'm going to choose to try to teleport him. Uh, willing creatures can come with me. Um, if he's unwilling, it just doesn't work. Yeah. If you want to load. Both. Okay. Yeah, everybody. Anybody who wants to come with me. Um, yeah. All right. So you cast that. The three of you appear on the Sanctuary Island. And with that, we'll call the episode. Thanks for listening to Season 3, Episode 6 of Beholder's Eye, The Truth. This episode uh, was just really a blast to make. I had so much fun with it. You know, when I created Tato Mon, I really wanted the idea of like a Gnostic bad guy. And, and by Gnostic bad guy, I mean like there's an evil creator god like you would find most Gnostic, uh, uh, I don't know, religions, sects? I'm not sure what they're called. Um, so anyway, I just wanted, but I, I was like, well, okay, we've got a, a bad guy, but why would anybody want to join them? And so I just kind of came up with the idea of like this kind of Calvinist society where everything's predetermined, except it would be in a place where, you know, that makes sense and it doesn't seem like it's predetermined by an evil creator God. Um, I really thought of that before. Calvinism kind of makes Gnosticism seem right. Just something to think about. Anyway, um, yeah, so I was able to do that. And I just really, really wanted to play within that space a little bit uh, intellectually and and, uh, just kind of torture the characters with them. So... Um, I just had a lot of fun with this episode, so I hope you guys did too. Head over to patreon.com forward slash beholders iPod, sign up, get awesome content, which comes out on a semi-regular basis, and uh, just, you know, live your life, man. Live it to the fullest, which, you know, unless you sign up, not going to be that full. Make sure to check out our website, beholderseyecast.com, and follow us on Twitter at beholdersipod. You could follow Ryan, who plays APU, and Dulod at Duff Duff the Third. Ben who plays Garen at Miro 4D2. Kim who plays Zalara at Mets Girl. And Sam who plays Mole at Samslot 007. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Editing by Sam Canary. Music from filmmusic.il. Curse of the Scara. Hush, Our Story Begins, all by Kevin McLeod. Temple Bells Arriving by Lilo Sound. Rising Sun by Sasha End. The Expanse, Leaving Valhalla, both by Alexander Nakarada. All music licensed under filmmusic.io forward slash standard license. Sound effects by zapsblatt.com. Please check the show notes for further details. <laughs>